Good morning. Hey, good morning. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you've given exceedingly great and precious promises to those who trust in you. Dispel from us the works of darkness and grant us to live in the light of your Son, Jesus Christ, that our faith may never be found wanting. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading uh, for this Sunday is taken from Zephaniah 1, 7 to 16. Be silent before the Lord God. For the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice and consecrated his guests. And on the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons and all who array themselves in foreign attire. On that day, I will punish everyone who leaps over the threshold and those who fill their master's house with violence and fraud. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will be heard from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, a loud crash from the hills. Wail, O inhabitants of the mortar, for all the traders are no more. All who weigh out silver are cut off. At that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are complacent, those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do ill. The good shall be plundered, and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty man cries aloud there. A day of wrath is that day, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the Gospels from St. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Jesus said, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. 
But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he had received the five talents, came forward bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed, and gathered where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast that worthless servant into outer darkness, into a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, these are happy readings, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Reminder of our mortality. It's a reminder of our mortality. Um, We're told that the last day will be a, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin for those who are complacent concerning God's word and God's sacrament, who, um, who fill their master's house, those who fill their master's house with violence and, and fraud, who think their works will get them into heaven, will be cast into the uttermost parts of darkness. So as I look at this parable, um, and I know you talk about this uh, quite a bit, Pastor Mike, you talk about falling on one side of a ditch or another side of a ditch. And I talk about the two different ditches that we should avoid when we think about salvation in Jesus Christ, right? Our eternal life. The first ditch is to think um, that we can get to heaven by our good works. Um, That faith in Jesus means nothing. That what he entrusts to us, right? The gifts of his word and sacrament and that it's dependent on on what we do with that. Um, The other one is really we could call it, um, theologically we call it the antinomian ditch or um, um, the anti-law ditch saying what I do doesn't matter. In other words, um, I can sin more so that grace may abound. Um, and that's really the difference between these servants at the end of the day. God entrusted them with his good gifts um, to use them for their good, right? For their benefit, uh, for faith. And two of them obviously entered into the joy of the master. And the third one um, was really ultimately living in fear. Um, fear of judgment because of what he didn't do or left undone. Uh, Ultimately, um, God gives us all of his good gifts. He entrusts them to us. And having Jesus at the center of our lives is of utmost importance, specifically as we look toward our mortality. Um, We could kind of, I know the psalm for the day is, teach me to number my days that I may have a heart of wisdom. And so that 
that heart of wisdom is being filled, as we said last week, with the oil of faith, um, as, the, as the virgins were filled with their faith. Um, so knowing what our master is all about makes all the difference in the world. So that's kind of where I'm going with it. I'll flesh it out, obviously, a little bit more. I was thinking something jumped out at me just while you were reading the gospel and where the accusation that God reaps where he doesn't sow. Mm. And I was thinking about the parable of the sower. Mm -hmm. he, he throws it everywhere. Yeah. He throws it everywhere. And, and, and Not caring what the results are, really. <laughs> no, and, and, right. I mean, he, he's lavish with that. He's, so the, the one with the, the one who buries the, the talent, he, he, he thinks he knows who the master yeah. is, but he doesn't know the master at all. And he accuses the master of things that aren't true. Yeah. And it's interesting because he takes what is sown with him, the, uh -huh. the coin, right? And he buries it. He has nothing to do with it. He doesn't do. He he doesn't let it have its way with him. Doesn't give it out to others. Right. He doesn't use yeah. it. He doesn't use the gifts that God has given him. Yeah. And because he um, um, wants nothing to do with God. And that's kind of an interesting thought here. Um, mm -hmm. That um, you know to turn your back on God and to think you know better. And. I always think of too the the, the weeping and gnashing of teeth um, at the end for those. It, it's kind of like those who don't get their way, so they want nothing to do with the way, um, the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ, even though it's the only way. So they want to go about it their own way, and it it doesn't bear fruit. Mm -hmm. And it's like I didn't get what I want, so I'm gonna I'm I'm bitter and and and. Um, there's a gnashing of teeth. There's there's a hatred mm. instead of uh, um, letting Violence God be God. Fraud. Violence, fraud, yeah. um, and and so um, basically they they get what they they sowed right, um, and and they're simply in it for themselves instead of um, looking to God and letting and letting God's gifts have their way with them. It's really an unfortunate thing, and but it's it's self it, it it's um, self imposed mm -hmm. because he's got the coin mm -hmm. and he, he he doesn't he doesn't use it and it didn't come the coin didn't come from him. Well, yeah, and the other thing is we don't know how long this took place. I mean, how many years until this right. master came back? Right. I mean, so there was oppor opportunity, so to speak, to invest in the stock market, and it has its ups and its downs. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, and then you think of with, uh, you know, the five and, and the two, right? Yeah. And um, some people might say, well, that's not fair. One got five and one got two, right? right. Or, and right. everybody gets more who had some, right? Well, I mean, think about that too. I, I think about that in terms of coming up for Thanksgiving and mm -hmm. um, that the Apostle Paul learned to be content whatever the circumstances, mm -hmm. using the gifts that you're giving, enjoying those gifts that you're given, and being content with those, knowing that um, in plenty and in want. In plenty and in want, yeah. right? Whether yeah. five or two, right? right? And and obviously the five and two thought that way, but right. the one doesn't. Um, yeah, he, and he, uh, that, this, that strikes me. He thinks he's a harsh man, right? You know, it's like he, just, he gave him money, he, you know. And, and the word really is it, it's it's he gave him. I mean, I think it, the ESV has something different here, entrusted. But it's really. 
he gave this as a gift, right? He gave it to him. He entrusted it to you. He, he believes in you and, and, and to, to use the gifts that he has given. He, he entrusts these to you to be used right. for the benefit of others. And when you think of the gifts that God has given to each and every one of us, whether it be our, 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 our talents, our wisdom, our skill, or our, uh, yeah. the money that, that is, um, we are given the opportunity to receive, right, through yeah. work and labor, um, that it's to be used to benefit others. And God trusts that we're going to do that. And when, well, we, when we don't, when we bury it and, and hold it to ourselves, it yeah. benefits no one, not even the self. I was having a conversation with this, you know, you're talking in terms of really God gifts us with children. They're a gift. They're entrusted to us. Um, and a lot of times I know when kids fall away from the faith or stuff, we start to worry and fret. Mm -hmm. They're really not our kids. Right. But he entrusts us. <laughs> They're our us, Heavenly Father's kids. He entrusts us to, to share the gifts with them. Yeah, to share the gifts. And, 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 and that's kind of an, an incredible thing that God... Um, uh, entrust that to us, mm -hmm. entrust all of these gifts to us to be used uh, uh, to benefit others. But when we hold it to ourself or, um, and then we ac accuse God of being something he's not, that's what's right. going on with- uh, He's a giver God. Yeah, 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 a giver God. And then, so uh, um, the epistle lesson picks up- Oh yeah, right, to, you know, encourage one another with these. Yeah, build one, because we've, we've got so much that we've been given to encourage each other with and, and to use these gifts and to see how they bear fruit in right. life for us, um, they really do. To put on that, on uh, you know the, this um, really, it's like this armor to put on, right? The breastplate of faith and love, the helmet, the hope of salvation. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 then you look at um, with regard to and um, the Old Testament, you know, they they have all this stuff, but it's not going to produce anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and and isn't that what? happens with the guy with the one coin it right. doesn't produce anything because um th they're not using it as it's been given to be used yeah i think augustine and also the treasures from the church fathers there are two kinds of blessings temporal and eternal temporal blessings are health honor friends wealth children a home a wife and other things from our journey in life but we reside in the hotel of life as travelers moving on not as owners intending to remain for eternal blessings are eternal life, the body, the soul's incorruption, immortality, the allegiance of the angels in the heavenly city, unfailing glory, and the Father, the former without death, the latter without an enemy. Yeah. So it's just a hotel. Yeah, and we're, we're journeying <laughs> through. Yeah. So don't bury this stuff in your backyard. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That should have been the title of my sermon. Yeah, don't bury it in your backyard. Yeah. You might forget where you're buried, right. too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one of the hymns we'll do on Sunday is Hymn 515 from Lutheran Service Book. Rejoice, rejoice, believers, and we'll do one, two, and four. Rejoice, rejoice, believers, and let your lights appear. The evening is advancing, and darker night is near. The bridegroom is arising, and soon is drawing nigh. Up pray and watch and wrestle, at midnight comes the cry. The watchers on the mountain proclaim the bridegroom near. Go forth as he approaches, with alleluia's clear. 
The marriage feast is waiting, the gates wide open stand. Arise, O heirs of glory, the bridegroom is at hand. Our hope and expectation, O Jesus, now appear. Arise, O sun, so longed for, o'er this benighted sphere. With hearts and hands uplifted, we plead, O Lord, to see the day of earth's redemption that sets your people free. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. See you in church. You bet.